Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today joined by somebody whose work I have always enjoyed. Somebody who I need to bring on the shore far more often than I, than I do. Um, somebody who is kind of sort of new to paying attention to the Lakers in the way that she has this year. And that is going to be kind of what we talk about today. Miriam Swanson of the Southern California News Group and specifically the Orange County Register is joining us for this episode. Thank you very much for hopping on, Miriam. It's always a blast, and I always look forward to our conversations. <laughs> that was so good, I choked my tea. Um, hello. Hi, Anthony. What's up? You've been killing it this year, man. Congrats. Like It's been fun to, to follow along. Oh, I, I appreciate that. It's just a bunch of lucky guesses. It's, you know, just I have a dartboard and and uh, and and <laughs> we see what we see what comes up on the day that I throw it. Um, whatever works. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to start though with, uh, with this experience, right? So you went from beat reporter on, on the, on the Clippers beat, somebody who paid yes, attention, sir. you know, to that, to that team specifically. And I've always been kind of jealous of the Clippers beat because I feel like it's so, such a friendly beat almost, you know, I, I feel like. Everybody kind of like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm saying this as an outsider and, and Lakers stuff feels so much more competitive in, in a weird way. But uh, you go from that beat to then uh, columnist. And, and I've I've all I, I love your fit in that role because I just feel like you're a naturally curious person. I think that's really worked. But that has involved writing about the Lakers in a way that you hadn't previously. And. Um, I wanted to kind of start the conversation with uh, what what that's been like, you know, paying attention to this team, you know, kind of your introduction to the circus that is the Los Angeles Lakers. What's what's that experience been like for you? Well, um, definitely your point about being curious. I think that that's true. Um, um, so that that's like all I have going for me, really. But um, other than that, uh, <laughs> um so I, yeah, I've been a columnist for a couple of years now. So um, writing columns about the Lakers is crazy easy because it's like um, what everyone in LA is talking and thinking about, right? So like, right. you just kind of like, you know, open the door and like or open the window and like listen to the, the discourse and, uh, <laughs> and some people, you know, you're in, and there's a lot to chew on and a lot to think about and, 
and you know it there is never ever ever a dull moment in Lakerland so you know that's that's awesome uh for me um and really for Laker fans too come on that's what everybody loves right so um so there's that um yeah when I was on the Clippers beat uh I actually helped Kyle Goon out a lot on, on Lakers coverage like our newsletter purple and bold mm. i helped them do that um like i would fill in or i you know just go and, and and assist so i was i was around the lakers quite a bit even when i was on the clippers beat oh, okay because i because i didn't travel with the clippers very often um because newspaper budgets are what they are so i was around but it wasn't um it was definitely like in a different capacity like i was just like like the helper um so uh now i get to like kind of like say what i think about it and um you know it's it's you know, like I said, like it's, it's a juicy, juicy bit of steak and it's, it's fun. Well, I feel like also the fact that you're a columnist allows you to, I mean, literally the job is to editorialize, right? Whereas when you would pop in and you would help uh, Kyle and, and, and even the way that Kyle was covering them, um, and he did a great job. I, I really miss Kyle on the beat as well, even though Kobe's also great as well, but, but like, um, you know, covering them, it, it like Dan had a moment earlier this season where he was like, I don't do much editorializing in my coverage, but this is what I'm noticing. This is like my opinion here on what I'm saying here. Whereas like, you know, when you're a columnist, that is your job is to mm -hmm. take in everything of what you've watched and then offer up an opinion on, on that. And, you know, offering an opinion on the Lakers I can tell you from <laughs> firsthand <laughs> um, how how that's going to go, both from the perspective of like, you know, Lakers fans are going to always uh, have their own few cents on the matter. And then also like the Lakers themselves are going to, in some cases, react to the opinion that you share or whatever. So, you know, uh, in, in, in doing that now, you know, like you said, for a couple of years now, what's, what's that been like, you know, when you share that opinion, um, you know, is there, is there anything in particular, an opinion that you share that, you know, seems to strike a chord in, you know, that, that you've noticed or, or what's that just overall experience been like? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's funny when I, still when i write columns like i <laughs> and i get uh emails a reaction from people i'm i'm still a little bit like surprised anybody read it i'm like oh, oh yeah same yeah that goes out into the world yeah uh that's cool wait this isn't a group uh, chat like i swear <laughs> i was just talking to harrison right was like, yeah oh snap um and yeah there's been a couple of I've, I've yeah i've gotten you know, I try so like, even though I'm a columnist, and I'm out here just like, you know, editorializing and and, and letting my opinion be known or whatever. Um, I do try to be very fair. I still have I, like, I've only been a columnist for a couple years now. And, and for the rest of my entire life, I've been a, tried to be like a down the middle journalist. Um, so I think I still try to take that approach first or start from there before I like spout off on spout anything. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm not like a fan of any team <laughs> still. Yeah. Right. Like I just like, that's been beaten out of me, unfortunately, for the most part. Um, that that tends to happen. Right. My poor yeah, buddy so. Raj is like, he, he, like, I don't know if you've heard of Raj or whatever. He'll do post game mm -hmm. shows with me. And then after shows, oh, it, we'll, sure. we'll, we'll talk about them and, He'll ask about like fandom stuff. And I'm like, I, I look, I try to keep, cause that's a part of what we do here, right? Like this is a, you know, I come from silver screen and roll and all that stuff. And I want to still have a connection in that way as best I can. But the more that you do this and you more that the more that you learn, frankly, about the people that you're covering, you're like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is not, which is not to say that they're bad people. Um, no, but yeah. you're just like you bring you bring your job is to analyze them in a way that isn't just inherently where everything they do is is roses and, and great. Right. Like you're trying to bring a you know the subjective view or objective view. Um, yeah, yeah. So it must be interesting for you because you really like this is like a kind of a new world. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's uh this is the first year where i've done reporting you know and 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 any kind of news breaking like i 
you do this long enough and you develop a relationship with people. So you kind of like, you're always going to have context to what it is that you're analyzing or whatever, but this is the first year where it is a part of the coverage and saying, you know, sources say this and, and whatever people I'm hearing you saying this. And this is the first year where like the things that, and to your point about down the middle journalism, um, the things that I say in my analysis of this will actually impact what people are going to be willing to tell me the next time I talk to them. Right. And it's been, it has been this like weird new world or, or whatever that I am an English major. I come from PR. I don't, you know, I'm not journalistically trained. So like learning all of this on the fly and having Harrison laugh at me basically every step along the way, because he <laughs> is journalistically trained has oh, yeah, been, sure. um, has been wild for me. And I would imagine. I don't believe Harrison would ever laugh at you. <laughs> he's he spent like the whole first chunk of the year saying i'm his favorite newsbreaker so yeah. he would never ever commit to no. a bit um but yeah it's it's it is you know and, and i think the lakers is you know somewhat unique and and like you're saying you could if you drive with your windows down there's a real good chance that you're gonna hear at some corner at some coffee shop like people saying can you believe Darvin Ham is still playing Torian Prince the way that he is? Hundred percent, hundred percent. No, literally. Like, yes, you walk into coffee shops in LA, and people will be talking Lakers, which I love. Mm -hmm. Like, that is so cool. Is that that's part of our culture? You know, yeah. Like, you know, I'll, I'll never, yeah. Like, I'll never forget. Like, Gary Fisher makes big shots in the playoffs. Like, I'll never forget. Like, going to Starbucks the next morning and having everybody talking about Derek Fisher. You know, like, yeah. I was like this is LA. This is so cool. Um, so yeah. And back then you had the uh, Lakers flags, right? Back mm -hmm. then, it, mm -hmm. back then you had everybody had, you know, flew their flags outside of yeah. their white suburbans yeah. um, in the yeah. city that I grew up in. Yeah. And, 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 but I, I, you know, so, so with that kind of in mind, when you, when you write and when you cover and when it, when you editorialize mm -hmm. on this team, is there like a, is that something you keep in mind or is it you, you basically write for yourself and you see what the response is going to be? Um, well, I try to, I try to write to, I do try to write to the people to LA, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, that makes sense. Um, oh, it and totally like, yeah, like, so like Laker fans, all of you, all of, you know, LA that isn't Clipper fans. Um, Raj, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like I, I, I know how much people care about the team and I know what, and I, and I know what like people's thoughts are. I feel like I try to keep a pulse of, you know, whether people are in or out of on the, or in or out on D'Lo on any particular week, you know? Um, so, yeah. and, and, and I often disagree with people. So like, I will write that and then people will write me back and tell me I'm an idiot or they now agree with me or they used to agree, you know or whatever and i will like i I'm, please like let me know what you think like i love it um usually people are pretty respectful uh, yeah but back, you know to your question yes i've gotten responses and they've been pretty positive and i think it's because like whether i'm like saying yay or nay like i try to be fair mm -hmm. um so yeah eh. <laughs> <laughs> what's this season been like for you because um and and we're going to talk, I think, more specifically about the Clippers and the Lakers. But this season has been, I would, I would venture to say that this has been an almost truly unique experience in that a coach that is fresh off of a, a playoff run is being like begged by a fan base to trust the guys that he was on that on that. <laughs> Playoff run win? I don't, I uh -huh. like, you know, I've been doing this Very and I've been paying attention to sports for as long as I have been. And I feel like normally it's the other way around, right? Like the whole thing with Steve Kerr is that like Jonathan Kaminga has been playing as well as he, as he has this year and please play Moses Moody and stuff like that. But he is mm -hmm. kind of reluctant to move away from clay and away from mm -hmm. Draymond and away from, from, you never have to move away from Steph, but, but mm -hmm. this has been such a weird thing. So like from your perspective, you know, in, in, the, in, in, and I, I'm almost like, I'm almost kind of jealous in front in, in with your perspective, because you come from a different background than most in, who are experiencing this. 
um, I, like what, what, what's the season been like for you? Like, do you, do you ever find yourself kind of saying like, what is going on? Like, what did I walk in on? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's very perplexing. I, I would say, I don't, I mean, I don't know why Anthony, tell me why, like why? <laughs> um, because yeah, I mean, I think I had a column earlier this year and it was just like, why, like, why are they not going with plan A? You know, like this, yeah. the whole thing was, it was a great continuity. Column. Yeah. Well, because continuity, like this is the whole, the whole point was like the nuggets have this thing called continuity and we have this group that we like, and we believe that we can, if we play together with the talent that we have in like, you know, enhance a little bit or whatever, but like basically let this core grow uh that we'll be better off and that we can catch up with the nuggets right um but instead they're like except that we won't play any of those players together <laughs> so like whatever continuity you were trying to establish is you know not being helped by that obviously um and then you know the injuries or whatever in and out but like for the most part you had most of those guys like i've i've been around at clippers teams that have been way more injured <laughs> and like you know, and they talked about it way less. <laughs> um, and yeah. so, uh, you know, you, and you've had AD and LeBron like playing their butts off for the most part for the most of the season. And, and a lot of, you know, and a lot of the pieces that you needed there. So I, yeah, I don't know. Like if, if, if I ruled the world and, and I was the coach of the Lakers, I would have just kind of done what they're trying to do right now and, um, you know, right. let them. And, and I know obviously they're not perfect and there's, you know, you know, like defensive inadequacies they want to address and whatnot. Um, and you pick and choose your spots for that. But for the most part, like, why would you sort of slow your own momentum? I don't know. It's It's been weird. Yeah, I, I like I said, I have not understood it. it. And like the picture that is now painted in my head is that as an organization, everybody was on the same page. Like they had their, their like group email that they like all off season. Oh man, we are so excited. We're going to build on last year. We had all this, mm -hmm. we have the, all of this opportunity and all this time to actually build on that. And they're like, all right, so who CC Darwin? Like, <laughs> crap. <laughs> you know? Darwin comes and yeah. like, I got, I got all these ideas, baby. Let's, let's do this. We're going to run. We're going to run four wings in the same lineup. We're going to, you know, we're going to play mm -hmm. Torian Prince like he's a superstar. And everybody else is like, no, 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 but we had, we had this thing. Like we had these, like, mm -hmm. what, what is like going we on? And just, I've, I've... just did this. Like, it wasn't like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and then, like, like, Vando was hurt and Dila was hurt, but that doesn't mean you, like, don't, like, use Rui and Austin like you were using. And I guess Austin had a slow start. Yeah, I think he was probably exhausted from the summer plus the Western Conference Finals run. Um, but like he is obviously rounded into form now. Um, yeah, I yeah I don't know. Like you, the whole point of continuity is like to go through it together so that you like the, like your your group can work together and they yeah. just punt it. On that. <laughs> right. Weird. Well, because like otherwise, if you aren't if you aren't going to go with the continuity route, then like, don't bring back half of the roster, right? right? Like right. if, you, if totally. you're, if you're thinking about, if you're thinking, all right, well, that wasn't good enough. Well then don't bring back the guys that your coach didn't think was good enough. I, none of it made sense to me. And I, like, I, 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 you know, I, the more that I talk to people, whether it's in this capacity or people close to the team or people around the league, especially the people that I talk to around the league, I think are the most perplexed by it. Hmm. Like you, like I had, a, I had a coach, um, you know, assistant coach that I was talking to over the all-star break. And he was saying that their coaching staff, um, was saying basically like they were almost annoyed that they were squandering this opportunity because mm. in, in the NBA, there is no, that like continuity is a very rare thing and mm -hmm. the ability to build on very. like, yeah. yeah, like, a, like the, you know, most guys are, you know, rent, in places that they that they play mm -hmm. in and cities that they mm -hmm. play in because mm -hmm. they know that all right i'm gonna put my roots down over here and then i'll go there for a few months and then i'll come back home at the end of the year and and you know this coach that i was talking to was saying like yeah it, we're sitting here saying like you have you you realize what you what you have like you realize how cool that is that a team basically recognized the context within you you falling short took place in and then you're just like you're gonna squander it it's been so mm -hmm. weird it's been it's been it's been and that that column actually that you wrote 
um, you know, why not just go with plan A? Well, now plan A is out the window because it doesn't look like mm -hmm. Vanderbilt is going to be coming back. Right. And, right. um, and you know, we'll see what, we'll see what the rotation looks like from here on out. But yeah, it's been, it's been so weird. And, and it's funny because the flip side of this is the Clippers where people keep on waiting for them to split up Paul George and Kawhi, uh, you know, despite or, or because of, you know, how often they have kind of fallen short of expectations. And, and again, you know, I don't, I don't mean to say that there is a right or a wrong way to do this between the two organizations. I think, you know, the Clippers do some cool things. I think the Lakers do some cool things. Um, but again, you know, from your perspective, watching an organization in the Clippers, you know, the new ownership and this start, you know, the star driven core that they have here, they haven't lived up to expectations. And yet they're still saying, nope, we still believe in these guys. And I think, you know, as the, the Clippers have gone on their run after adding James Harden to it, you really it seems to me talking more as an outsider here, it seems to me like they have really relished in the fact that despite falling short, the organization is still saying, no, we're, we're, we're all in this together. We are going to go as far as you guys take us. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think they do definitely believe in those guys. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how much they believe in Paul George as they negotiate his, uh, his next deal. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I, but they definitely believe in those guys. That's the, they're the bedrock. Two and three is the bedrock of, of this era of Clippers basketball. Um, and to be honest, like they have gotten unlucky, like in whatever, 2021, if Kawhi doesn't tear his ACL, I think they win that year. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and then they lost Kawhi for a whole year and then like PG and whatever, like they've had horrible health luck. So like they right now they're really good. Um, they could win a championship. They absolutely could. They yeah. and they feel like they can. They are playing with the focus and urgency that they want, like that they recognize that and that they want to take it. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, you, to win, you got to be lucky and good. Um, yeah. So let's let's see if <laughs> let's see if they get some good health luck for once. Um, but yeah, as far as them, I mean, they I, the alternative. I don't know what else they would do. I you know they're smart. They would figure something out. But like if you know, it's not like what's better than Kawhi and PG for the Clippers? I don't know. Like I, those guys are, are when they're healthy, exceptional. Um, yeah. So as they're showing um, and they, but the, the thing about the Clippers is they've been like so smart with their team building and like their contracts. And like, even last year when they had like way too many wings, but those were like movable contracts. They always have movable contracts. And so yep. they were able to go get James Harden. Now they don't really like depending on what they do with these three guys, like it, they'll be a little more less flexible probably. But um, but they, I've always like like appreciated how 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 much like you know dexterity they have in, in sort of like changing their roster. Speaking of changing, like they <laughs> they've definitely turned over. Um, but not but to be honest, not that much. They have a lot of they. One thing that's noticeable about this Clippers roster is that they've had you know PG and Kawhi there for a long time. Terrence Mann's been there for a long time. Zubats has been there for a long time. Amir Coffey has been there a long time. Ty now has been there for a long time, you know. Yeah. So they've got a handful of guys. They've got a core that has been together for four or five years, right? So that, I mean, they got that going for them too. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, uh, yeah, as far as Kawhi and PG and, like, kind of sticking with this game plan, yeah, they've 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 stood by it. The it's, you know, that this is kind of the, the last topic. And if we have some time, I guess we'll talk a little bit about all-star weekend since everybody is anyway, but um, the, the, the Lakers Clippers thing and the comparison between the two organizations is, is so interesting to me because I'm going to be Frank, the Clippers are run in the way that I wish the Lakers were run. And yet the Lakers have more to show for the Anthony Davis and LeBron James era, despite kind of like tripping over themselves at every turn while they've had them. And, you know, it, it essentially becomes a conversation of process versus results, right? Is, right. is, um, and, and like you just said, you've always kind of respected the way that in their roster building, they have remained flexible so that when given the opportunity to add to that core, they can, whereas the Lakers, forfeit their flexibility that that they could have brought into the season and as a result weren't able to do anything at the deadline this year and um 
you know, the Clippers are always going to be, you know, with Balmer, he's always willing to spend, you know, in, in, and he now obviously has a lot more that he can mm-hmm. spend on his team than um, Jeannie and the bus family can. Sure. But I do think, you know, even, I, even if you were to even those two things out, I do think that Steve Ballmer just kind of understands the original tenet of business in that, like, the more that you invest, the more that you can take out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like not investing into the Lakers or, you know, having, you know, luxury taxing, you know, capping yourself and second apron uh, capping yourself. Or in this case, in the, this, the, the Lakers this year chose to hard cap themselves. And I don't think Jeannie was like all that, you know, heartbroken to find out that they were going to be hard capped this year. And, mm-hmm. you know, you compare that to like, you know, the Lakers are this, like they're run like a mom and pop kind of thing. And you have Microsoft across the hall and, <laughs> and like, and, 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 and yet like, like, what do you, what do you do with the fact that like the, the, the smart intellectual, like tech bro business process is over there and whatever the Lakers are doing is over there. And yet over there also resides all the championships. Like, how do you square those two things in your mind? Cause I, I legitimately can't, I don't, I like hmm. as much as I would like to see the Lakers operate in that way. I also can't ignore that the Lakers aren't doing something right in, in mm-hmm. that, like while LeBron and AD have been Lakers and while Kawhi and Paul George have been Clippers, the Lakers have the trophy. Yes, they do. And yeah, they've also got, you know, they both made it to Western Conference, Western Conference Finals besides that. So it's like, um, yeah, <laughs> the Lakers definitely, I, I guess, you know, LeBron helps. Um, LeBron and AD are, 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 <laughs> yeah. are, are, are pretty good at basketball. Um, but, uh, but yeah, to your point, but okay, so here's a question. Like, how long is that sustainable? Like, yeah, eventually... Like to your point, investing, they just invest, you know, Balmer just invested in the Intuit dump. Like they're about mm-hmm. to have like a basketball palace. I don't know what that, I'm very curious to be honest, like to see how that feels um, in year two, five, ten. Um, it, I, I mean, it all depends, I think, on, on how the team plays. But um, I, I just like, what if, what if? Um, sorry, Lakers fans. But what if the Lakers don't make the playoffs, right? Or they get bounced in the, the you know, they're like the nine seed and they don't, they lose their play in, and the Lakers yeah. and the Clippers go on to win the championship, going into into a dome, and then like LeBron doesn't like not making the playoffs, and maybe like another team drafts Bronny and like LeBron goes, like then the Lakers are like in this not good place, and the Clippers are like ascending and on their way, and then like it's like oh, <laughs> huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, but that's a lot of what ifs and, you know, you know, like we'll see, but, um, I, but yeah, like as long, like as long as the Clippers have Balmer pouring funds and investment into it and them doing the right things, like eventually, eventually it's going to pay off. Um, but the Lakers are the Lakers and they have sort of this aura about them and, and LeBron and AD have been amazing and I'm sure they'll have, more great players in the future and um maybe just the vibes of la are gonna carry them <laughs> keep carrying them i don't know um yeah I, you know i don't know there's some I mean, magic it's, there it's, too it's just it's just like the business plan apparently seems to be sunshine and rainbows versus an actual business plan you know and <laughs> and like it's just it's it's hard for me because of the way that my brain works, like I'm also a Dodgers fan. I grew up, mm. you know, um, I actually covered the Dodgers before I started doing any of the Lakers stuff. And my first words or one of my first words when I was like four or five years old was Dados, you know, to, to, to mean Dodgers. Like Aww. I have, I have, there's actual, I got to talk to my parents about finding that clip. It's, it's, you know, it's funny how much I look like my son in saying that stuff. Aww. But like, I, I, um, I also like share the frustration that Dodgers fans share in that, like they we've lived Mm. through all of these incredible regular seasons, winning hundreds of games, you know, year in year out while you're on this run, but only having the one championship to show for it. And, Mm -hmm. 
you know, like I don't again, I don't know if it's squareable. You know, I can just I can keep on telling myself that baseball is, you know, the, the baseball playoffs are a random sport and and you mm-hmm. basically hit shuffle and you see how the playoffs are going to play out. But you know, how do you not adjust for that? You know, how do you, you know, how and they seem to have this year where they have front loaded their roster to a greater degree. They have spent more on individual players this year than they have, I would say, in the past. Um, any anybody has ever in the past. But like I, you know, and, and we'll see what results come from this process here. But at least there I can say that there was a process that went into it, right? Trial, error, learn from it, go get Shohei, right? And mm-hmm. and with the Clippers, I think it's a lot of the same, right? Trial, error, learn from it. You need a ball handler, go get James Harden you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and we'll see what comes out of that. And the Lakers was just mm-hmm. like, win, forget that the win happened, bring in Russell Westbrook, <laughs> fall on your face, trade Russell Westbrook, win again, and then opt for no continuity. And then we'll see what comes out of that. <laughs> like these processes just kind of drive me insane. And, and I, I'm legitimately fast. And this is what likes, what people love about sports is that, mm-hmm. You can do all of these things, right? You can do all these things mm-hmm. wrong. And in some cases mm-hmm. you can still, you, you don't know what the end outcome is going to be. And I would imagine mm-hmm. from your perspective, being like the perpetually curious person that you are getting the vantage port to watch all of this take place has, has to be kind of like your, your muse in a way. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a, it's, it's absolutely fascinating, especially at the sort of the foils that the two teams are. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, to, but to your point, like the, the Lakers are the Lakers and they are the behemoth in LA flying by the seat of their pants and winning, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know? And then there's the big money Clippers who are the little brother, sister, or little brother, right? And then, yeah. um, and but doing the tech bro planning, like, you know, galaxy brain stuff. So like, there is no squaring it in and that's i guess that's the beauty of sports it's like it comes down to the the guys in the court in the moment and the the magic of it and i don't know it's, it's like uh yeah good I, I you can't predict you know what i mean you can't yeah. that's like the other part about sports it's like you never know it's the best reality tv it's it just kind of comes down to is so and so going to hit the open corner three absolutely <laughs> like, all of this comes down to like as great so as Doc the Rivers. Is, is, <laughs> it's a make or miss league man it's a make or yeah. miss league, right yeah yeah uh i guess i guess if you have a couple more minutes here let's i, I would like to talk about the all-star weekend because it has become a hot topic it has become you you know in 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 preparation asking about this you had said that you, you took sunday off and i was like <laughs> yeah it was the right move because like i wish i i sat there all of sunday night watching just like saying like i hate this this is not mm-hmm what I grew up I, with, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I'd seen the show before. I didn't need to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. And we saw, we saw the show before and they were like, you know what, let's make it even worse. Let's try even mm-hmm. less. Um, and, and, you know, so essentially like, I think the two ends of the spectrum here is I'm on one end kind of soapboxing saying, this is not good for the sport. We know that media mm-hmm. is heading in the direction of big tent pole events, right? Mm-hmm. The, essentially Valley sports went literally went bankrupt betting on the quantity of events and mm-hmm. the NFL continues to make zillions and zillions and zillions of dollars off of a tent pole every week where we all get together and we watch football for nine hours together. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and the league I think has realized this too, right? They, they, the play in games is a new tent pole event. The um, uh, in-season tournament is a a new tentpole event, but one of the classic tentpole events is All Star Weekend, and it's a this last weekend. It, I guess it rated well, which you know I, is is worth pointing out. But to me, all that means is that more people saw that this the whole thing is flawed, how, right? Like, yeah, like, how unserious it, it was, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you had like Scotty Barnes on Saturday night throwing the ball over the, you know, backwards when, when his team looked like it was going to start losing and you had, uh, you know, a slam dunk contest that was reliant upon a G league guy who has played all of four NBA games doing things. And um, you had I, the best event 
of the entire weekend was Steph versus Sabrina. And the mm -hmm. reason I think that that was the best event is you had two legitimate stars doing their absolute best to beat each other and then coming mm -hmm. together after it and realizing how important and cool that event was. Mm -hmm. And, and then you, you fast forward to Sunday and it's like the antithesis of it. you have the stars, but you have nobody interested in actually competing. And the whole point of professional sports is to compete. And mm -hmm. I think, uh, NBA fans are kind of, you know, I, if you have enough of those things next year's event, and they are going into these TV rights negotiations, like who's is it going to be on youtube live like what's what's the plan for, for next year like is it going to be like are they going to bring back facebook live and pivot to video i don't i don't know what all this means so like from your vantage point like where where do you think this is heading how did you take in uh, all-star weekend um yeah so <laughs> as you mentioned i i did i watched like 60 seconds of it just to make sure it still looked like i thought it was gonna look and i was like yep that's good <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. go uh, clean the kitchen now uh yeah, yeah so um think about that though myself. like i would rather <laughs> clean the kitchen than watch the, the best starts in the sport <laughs> and i love basketball but that's why yeah. i want to watch it i don't know um yeah, so my my buddy Evan Barnes had a had a post he put on Instagram today, and he talked about sort of like how he was at a recent All Star weekend and how it struck him like how incredibly corporate it was, and how yeah from just like everything about it is corporate from the the attendees to the all the branding to honestly the players themselves are corporations unto themselves, right? Yes, and mm -hmm. so there is a lot to be lost, I guess, if you're a player and you play when like um you know if, if you get hurt in an exhibition game it, it yeah. hurts your team and it hurts your earning potential potentially right so yeah i guess like that mindset they i mean these guys make so much money and stand to make so much more money um although if they take a broader perspective and they start looking at the tv deals that are coming down the road revenue sharing and all that then maybe it would make sense to treat this not as like meaningless worthless uh yeah. endeavor um but yeah like for right now it seems very like the cool thing for these multi-million dollar or million millionaire athletes is to not try to, to to play in a way that makes sure nobody gets hurt um yeah which is super boring and kind <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> like a waste of our time as viewers um yeah unless they like my, my husband is just on this kick uh like unless they just really really go into it and just treat it like like a rock and jock game and like start having like 25 point baskets and you know like like if they want to do that um that might be fun but um, <laughs> that, maybe that's luca's ex explanation for because i don't know i don't know if you've saw it you've probably seen it since but like yeah i've seen some yeah. with like 30 seconds to go yeah. he fired up a 75 footer and it's like oh shoot yeah. i thought we were doing the led court thing and i was shooting from kenny smith's face like i'm sorry yeah. like yeah yeah, it was yeah. just I, I i think the corporation aspect of this is a big one because this is the first year that we actually heard an nba player say the reason we aren't doing the dunk contest is because we don't want to get memed and then mm -hmm. immediately jalen brown mm -hmm. turns around and gets memed because he did really yeah. poorly in the slam right. dunk contest yeah. And it was funny because normally NBA players are like, you don't mean anything to us. You can say whatever you want, mm -hmm. but I am still a zillionaire and you are still mm -hmm. typing this out from your mom's basement. And, mm -hmm. um, mm. and it was interesting to, to like hear that like juxtaposition of like, no, actually the internet does kind of matter here to me, the corporation, mm -hmm. my corporation mm -hmm. takes a hit if I go mm -hmm. out there and I look like a doofus. And I, I thought that mm -hmm. was really interesting but I also think though, I, I, the other thing that I find interesting here is that like this current generation, like immediately following LeBron and Steph, who I think take a very old school approach to this, where they do live and die with this stuff, right? Like the, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I think football like LeBron players, played despite yeah. having an ankle thing, so, I, which yeah. I would like to know more about personally, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Sure. right? Um, but like, I, I, you know, he still go like, cause you, you see, um, and to your point, LeBron on what appears to be a somewhat bum ankle was dunking from like a step within the free throw line at age 39. 
And then you compare that to some of the, even the dunks, like it's one thing for these mm. guys to fire up their 30 footers, but a lot of them are doing the really lazy, like just drop the ball over the top of the rim thing that nobody likes, you know, and mm -hmm. it is like mm -hmm. the, the safest thing for their body or whatever. But like the point is to put on a show. So I don't mm -hmm. know if it's like, maybe you got to shorten the game and do stuff like, you know, in between the breaks that actually provide the, 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 the length of the event that it needs to be for your mm -hmm. TV partners or whatever. And there are any number of, of actual solutions here, but the other part of this thing that, that came out of all-star weekend that I'm, I, I I'd like your thoughts on as well is this next generation of player be like work-life balance Kings. And like mm. this, the, the, the idea that like um, they think fans like the idea or care about the idea that they have, lives that they prioritize outside of sports hmm. and i think the line that you got to be careful of here is you never want your fans to feel like they care about this more than you do right mm -hmm. because being a fan now is is expensive it's extensive mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. it takes a lot to be an educated fan on this stuff and a hardcore fan on this stuff with social media with gear that you have to buy with fighting against stock X and Nike and all of that stuff to get the shoes that you want to wear. Even mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. it's not easy to be a fan mm -hmm. and, and to have players basically say like, you know, Giannis, you know, whether he was trolling or not saying like, yeah, I don't really watch basketball outside of the basketball. It's like, huh? All right. And then mm -hmm. you have Jokic mm -hmm. who is even less interested in that stuff uh, than, than Giannis is with those quotes from your perspective. How did you take all in all of this? That to me, is I think the scariest aspect of this entire weekend is that sentiment. But but mm -hmm. what did you think of those quote those quotes that came out of it? Anthony Edwards didn't exactly shower himself mm -hmm. before either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The sort of like this malaise. If the players have it, then like why would that not spread to you know like yeah? No, that's a great yeah. point. Um, I think in general though, I, it's not. I think it's been that way for. A, a long time that there are yeah. a lot of fans who care a lot more than a lot of players like this yeah. is this is a you know like Jokic will tell you or, or Giannis like um this is a job for them and like like when I you know like there's a lot of people like real life your job and your is different than what your dream you know what I mean like it, it becomes a job yeah. and it's a job and um that's fair that's that's their livelihood um but yeah, but you have, you know, I mean, the, the players that we love most are, you know, the, the Kobe's or the LeBron's or whatever, like those guys obviously have a great passion for what they do and have had and maintain that and put the work in to do things that are amazing and that inspire people. Um, and if guys are just out there like, <laughs> yeah, we don't think it's worth it. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, that eventually yeah. at some point, I think we'll. Yeah, I don't know. That there was, I, and that the yeah that so I was thinking about that too, and sort of like like if if your your top top players are doing that, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that goes. I, I mean, I have to think that there's enough guys who care a lot that 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 won't be the pervasive thought. Um, We're still yeah, looking for <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Victor Wembanyama, who's yeah. yeah. Right, but it's like surprising from like an Anthony Edwards who like um, seems seems super competitive and you know like uh, you'd think he'd just want to go out and kill people, but like but no, he's having like too much fun being him, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, but like back when I come to the Clippers, like Danilo Gallinari was like that too. He was like, uh, I don't watch basketball. I do basketball all day. I go home. I do something besides basketball. And you kind of go yeah. like, okay, but I was kind of like. But you don't want to watch basketball. <laughs> yeah, basketball. right. We've also um, seen how Gallinari's co uh, career has kind yeah. of gone, and I, yeah, I you know, so, it doesn't surprise me. So, like, yeah, I, I, um, I, 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 the 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 part of this that that um, I think is kind of noteworthy, and I'm really curious about is like, you know, us. We for a long time and forever have always been like, we want honesty from athletes. We want to mm -hmm. see who these people actually are. We think that that's the most interesting thing here. But I think what we're finding out is that actually the Nike version of that person, who's like a Nike commercial, who's set like 
lies to us and says that like they live and mm. die with all of these things might mm -hmm. actually be better for the league. And I'm really kind of curious how those two ideas kind of butt heads in this next generation where they are mm. more, they are more real. They are on social media. They allow us into their lives in that way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it is still scrubbed because they have people who coordinate their social media stuff, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. they are more willing to say that, no, like I'm actually more interested in fashion. I'm more interested mm -hmm. in music. I'm more interested mm -hmm. in this. I'm more interested in that. And, and, you know, it's the famous Pat Riley thing though, that I, I, I keep uh, harkening back to is like, keep the main thing, the main thing. And I think the NBA mm -hmm. here is, is in this weird spot where, they want these guys to be that kind of creative, but I think they also recognize NFL guys aren't that way. NFL guys. And as the NFL continues to grow, it's like you, you have NFL guys, they're quarterbacks who just, you know, Kirk cousins on the, on the, on the quarterback Netflix special, right. Spent like a majority of the time talking about all of the preparation and how mm -hmm. much he loves all of that to become, and that's just to be Kirk Cousins. He's not even that good. He's my he's my Vikings quarterback. He's just he's just Kirk Cousins. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and and I, I wonder where, well, where the third string the, the the work that third string quarterbacks have to put in, they have to prepare like their first string quarterbacks, and it's insane. Yeah. And they're not ever gonna yeah. Um yeah. well I think okay, well I think Jokic and Giannis and Anthony Edwards and all of them actually put in a lot, a lot, oh, totally. a lot of work to be them. Yeah. And whether they say they do or not, or trying to act cool about it, or, you know, whether or not they're putting in, maybe there's, whether or not there's more work they could yet still be putting in, but they put in more than almost anybody else on the planet to be as good as they are, right? Like it's not, yeah. you don't Absolutely. get to that level without <laughs> actually putting it in. Um, but the, the message that it sends is, is interesting. Um, I would say like they, so, players are letting you in more with social media or they're showing you more. I think they're, they're showing you more, but they're showing you what they want to show you. Um, I don't know that I believe that that much more than Nike commercials, to be honest. Yeah. Like I, I think like on some level, yeah, you get more of their personality, what they're into. And, you know, we learn more about their other aspirations outside of basketball. And that's really cool. Um, yeah. But it's also what they want to show you. And like their lives are not exactly like what they presented, like all of us. Right. Like yeah. nobody's, um uh yeah they don't exactly so, have like on social media them changing their kids diapers you know no, that's not that's yeah. not like a part of the their life that right. they're letting us into yeah which you know that'd be cool but anyway actually well you know, you know mm. what I mean? <laughs> maybe not that <laughs> i've changed enough diapers i'm whatever. good yeah like, <laughs> well, we're good. but no it's 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 uh i think it's sort of societal right like this is like everybody they put more of that kind of stuff out there in that kind of way than all, any of us like than we did before um work-life balance is a different thing for lawyers and nba players now than it was for lawyers and nba players 20 years ago right like yeah. um so i think it just reflects the world um and I think NBA basketball is still pretty fun to, especially in the playoffs, uh, is really fun to watch. So I don't like, I, I don't know <laughs> how serious Giannis was. But, yeah, um, there's also that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, is it going to diminish the interest in basketball? I think it's still a pretty good product. I don't, you know, I, and I feel, yeah, you know, that. yeah, it's, you know, there's like conversation about that and load management and everything. But um, I mean, these guys are still putting on a, putting on a pretty good show, and I don't think it's like we're we're pa we should panic yet. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't say I wouldn't go so far as to panic. The 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 way that I kind of took it in, I remember when I was a kid, I was because you know I I was the the I was like a relatively smart kid, but didn't always apply it very hard as much as I should have, and um, that's why my wife is the doctor and I'm the podcaster, and um, my my dad would always, I would always say like, yeah, I got a, I got an 83 on this thing and I didn't even study. And he was like, that's not a flex. Like if you, <laughs> <study>, <laughs> like if, mm. if you would have mm -hmm. studied, you might've yeah. gotten into a better school than Cal State Fullerton. Right. Right. And, um, and, and uh, that's kind of like with, with Giannis where it's like, you know, I'm doing mm. all of this and I'm not even watching tape when I don't have to. And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. 
you mm-hmm. also just got knocked out of the playoffs by an eight mm-hmm. seed. So mm-hmm. it's not really the flex that you think it sounds like, you know, mm-hmm. even if you're trolling and even if you want to make it seem as if like you, mm-hmm. you have all mm-hmm. of this under control, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, but the main thing, you know, you, you're also one of the very few one seeds who ever lost to an eight seed. And I, mm-hmm. I I'm really mm-hmm. kind of curious how all of that is, is going to look long-term. Well, the thing like the, you know, the out, we in LA love Kobe because of, you know, that he won, he was, you know, the champion and a beautiful basketball player and like fascinating guy and everything. But like the Mamba mentality yeah. is, is work, is that you work. And yeah. I, and I remember, you know, like just being around the crowd, the people who came out after his death and just, just you read you, all the, the things that people wrote and it was all yeah. sort of along those lines that you inspired me to work. Yeah, I achieved something in my life because I looked at you and I was like, Kobe works so hard at this. I can do that, too. And I'm like, yeah, that is so, so cool. Um, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> well, and like, Giannis Giannis, is like, you inspired Giannis, me to watch Love is Blind, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah I, so in that way, yeah, it's kind of, you know, like it's athletes have always been sort of the paragon of like you put the work in, you train hard, you achieve. Um, so. I mean, it's different, um, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, I think it's just me. I think it's just me getting old. Like I think I just I don't I, maybe I think you and me both, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you and me both. So that's why I'm trying to keep an open mind. I think, like, yeah, yeah, because I think at the end of the day, you, you don't get to their level without having done an insane amount of work, um, no matter what they say. Yeah. Well, Miriam, this has been. Uh, an absolute blast. None of it has felt like work. And uh, it's, it's, it's all <laughs> for you. Nope. Touche. Touche. You can check out I Miriam's can. work uh, at the Southern California News Group and specifically the OC Register. She does. She writes really fun columns. She wrote a really good one recently about the art that comes out of the NBA and uh, specifically about Bo Estes, right? Is am I saying yeah, his name right? right? Yep, yep. Um, who who Go does like if you guys watch on League Pass, he does like the top ten and the top five on there, and uh, does it in a really fun way, um, and loves him some Michael Jordan. So uh, that was a really fun column. All of your columns are really fun. It's always really fun talking to you, Miriam. Thank you very much for 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 stopping by. Well, I'm honored to be on. You keep killing it, Anthony, and uh, I love listening. I'll show you the, the dartboard and I'll, I'll let you know which. Uh, <laughs> Please, <that>. cool. <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow.